Hello, and welcome to this edition of Secure Networks, the NDACE Packet Forensic Files with your host, Michael Morris. Our special guest this week is Tim Dales, VP of Labs and an analyst for IT Brand Pulse. Tim, welcome. Thank you for Thank joining you. us. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and what IT Brand Pulse does? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, IT Brand Pulse is basically a trusted source of data analysis and IT infrastructure about you know servers, storage, networking. So we're kind of an analyst firm, you can put it that way. Prior to IT Brand Pulse, I was an executive for a high-speed networking vendor called SolarFlare. And I've got over 35 years experience in the development, marketing, and sales of IT infrastructure. So at SolarFlare, uh, we provided support for our customers' packet capture solutions and ended up building a purpose-built solution ourselves. So I've got uh, lots of trials and tribulations on packet solutions. So um, thought I'd bring that to bear with uh, this particular project. Well, Tim, again, we appreciate you joining us. And, and your background is, is ideal for what we want to talk about. We know you did a recent study, um, your company did, comparing total cost of ownership of building your own packet capture solution versus purchasing a Vulnerable platform. Why do you think so many organizations look at, at in-house built solutions in the first place? That's a good question. You know, there's been a lot of success in open systems marketplace for software and systems. So to me, it's not surprising that when an organization is trying to solve a problem, they look to an open source solution. And that's, you know, that's kind of fine for, you know, operating systems like Linux that are pretty mature or database like MySQL. But a lossless, you know, packet capture system is a whole different problem thing to solve, you know, that requires a lot of expertise. So we thought it would be useful to look at building a packet capture system uh, using an open source sort of point of view and, and application so that we could uh, analyze that against a purpose-built solution and hopefully provide our users with some insight into the dilemma that they always have to go through when they have to build versus buy uh, any type of application. So it, it was it was kind of pointed at IT pros to kind of go through that dilemma in their mind. Okay. So can you describe for us a little more detail of, of what options you looked at specifically? Sure. Sure. From the, from the build perspective, uh, we took the approach of, okay, I, I'm an IT director of a medium to large size and you know, I got a pretty good open source competent team and we've been successful with a couple of you know, DIY projects. So let's get the guys all around the table and guys and gals and, and try and solve a capture packet problem. So where do we, you know, so all the questions start to come up, like, you know, where do you store that data? How much storage do you need? You know, how do you access the data? What database we're gonna use? Lots and lots of questions uh, come up, uh, you know, when you try and solve this problem. So we thought, hey, we could use the iSCSI disk on the backup server, but there wasn't enough storage there. So we thought, hey, we've got, we've got a whole new system on sand for our SAP ERP application. Maybe we can use that. But after we did the analysis uh, of the kind of IOP load that we'd be putting on the RAID array, it came uh, pretty evident very quickly that we crushed the performance of the ERP system, pack, capture, capturing all those packets. Right. 
So we ended up with a dedicated build of a server and storage and found an open systems product. that's fairly popular in the marketplace called Archimai, which is okay. a index packet capture and search tool. So from the build option, we decided to use Archimai and they've got a lot of good tools out there, YouTube videos, things like that. And they've got some real specific instructions on their website with some calculators so you can size the servers and the storage required and all that sort of stuff. So it was, it was pretty prescriptive uh, from that point of view. And, so, uh, and then on the build side, uh, we looked at the Endace Pro platform. At my last job at SolarFlare, we competed with them head to head a lot of times and they, they've got a very good product. So we like that it's purpose-built, you know, it can easily be stacked so that it's scalable and it can be managed as a network-wide fabric. And they've got a dedicated team of you know, engineers and support right. personnel. It's a mature application and, and they've got a lot of good ecosystem partners. So it made sense to kind of find somebody that had uh, you know, a really complete solution. Right. So, so Tim, tell us what were some of the findings of your report and what would you recommend to anyone looking at adding packet capture to their security stack in the first place? Well, first of all, I, I, it, it was kind of funny as we got into this thing, you know, it was like, building your own solution and making it scalable enough to be always on, you know, right. for all the packet capture is a, is a lot more complex than I think any of us realized when we got into it. Uh, after going through the build process, it's, it's a lot more difficult to just, it, you know, it's a lot more difficult than just getting some hardware and slapping some software together. You know, you need to think about, you know, how you can manage multiple capture points on the network, how you upgrade those platforms, you know, uh, how do you check that they're operating correctly and not missing traffic or dropping packets? How do you dedupe traffic from you know multiple points? And how and where to, to store the large amount of data? You know, we, we have to find a, you know, a repository, build a, a particular system to support the IOP rate, you know, to keep the disks going without lag. You know, it's, it's kind of useless if you have a petabyte of recorded data. Uh, in a store somewhere and, and your, your team can't get to it. So you have to think of all the operational aspects too. Okay, so how do you make that data available to your DevOps team or, or your, um, uh, your security team so that they can investigate a particular cyber attack? So, you know, it, it, it looked like a simple exercise, you know, um, but then we, as, as you kind of delve into it, you know, you, you think about, all the network traffic and uh, dropping of packets and the sorts of speeds the networks are running at today. So you got to select hardware that can capture packets, write them to disk at very high speed and then index that data without lag. Um, so I don't know, there, there are, there are, I, I'm just touching the surface. There are, there are a, lot of, a lot of things that come to mind as you start to you know, get into the quagmire of, of building this thing. But the biggie to me, uh, was was it needs to be reliable too? You know, you, you don't want a critical source or resource like that. You know, to be offline. Uh, you know, during a critical moment or an attack or something like that. And and at the end of the day, you know, I I, I had this epiphany that that uh, okay, so I built this system, okay, and I hope to God that it's better than the one that I could have purchased. <laughs> Where I've spent all this time and energy and effort, okay. Uh, uh, whereas I just could have just you know given somebody some money and you know got it you know two weeks later and been up and running. Um, so that 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 was a biggie for me. 
Yeah, no, it's it's always the the overhead that people don't think about uh, in, an, in in any in house, whether it's packing capture or anything, right? Uh, so, oh, Tim, exactly. and, and and what we discovered also was that you know you're going to take a team and you're going to have them develop this app, and then what happens if you lose a guy or you got a young guy on the project and he's career oriented and he wants to go and work someplace else in the organization, right. so you lose that resource, you know? So so there's a lot of things that you kind of think about when you're doing that. Yeah, no, absolutely. So have you seen changes in the way people are architecting their networks to address cyber threats? Um, and also in response to the changes in the way people are working? I mean, obviously, we're, we're doing this over a Zoom call, um, you know, with everything with COVID and, and the remote workforce. What are changes you're really seeing and, and experiencing? The, the whole work and learn from home movement around COVID is putting these huge strains on IT infrastructures and really driving the demand for network access. And, and in my mind, exposing a lot more endpoints to an organization's IT security perimeter that they never thought about, you know? So there's all these new demands for, uh, for IP access, you know, from all these work at home folks. And that's created huge gaps in the network security. But let me give you an example. Um, look at the latest cyber attack on T-Mobile, which was a, exposed personal information, I think it was 54 million customers. Right. What was interesting to me was the hacker, bold as they were, gave an interview to Wall Street Journal and said, <laughs> mobile's unprotected routers and weak spots in their company's internet address spaces gave them access to over 100 servers. So it's like, okay. So I, I think that you know clearly points that it's real important to check and recheck your security perimeter, your architecture, and in my mind, continually capture all network packet data so that you can detect those intruders. Yeah, no, it's it's funny. I've heard people refer to it as the the attack surface has exponentially exploded. With yes, now it's basically my home network is part of the corporate network to some aspect, right? It, it's vulnerability points. So, so Tim, based on the, you know, the changes in the architecture you just described, what are you seeing in terms of the importance of tool integration? Uh, and how does that tie back to this whole build versus buy conversation for, for whatever platform it may be? Well, you know, in, in my mind, cybersecurity is still the number one reason to have continuous you know, full packet capture along with the tools to decode and make sense of those packets, you know, when, when an incident occurs. So a complete copy of your network traffic shows the full extent of any breach, whereas system logs and other evidence can often be, you know, wiped by a hacker. Packet capture cannot be wiped. So it's the clearest, they provide you with the clearest evidence of any attack or threat in your organization. And I love the fact that third parties such as Cisco, IBM, Darktrace, all have great tools that would be integrated to your packet capture appliance can provide valuable insights. So having these products integrated into your packet capture environment to me is pretty paramount. Yeah, no, it's, uh, we get a lot of positive feedback from customers around that, right? Being able to get to it in the workflows they're doing. So let's, let's talk about how all this connects, uh, because many tools in the cybersecurity space uh, really focus on metadata, right? And so there's this whole debate about 
metadata versus full packet data and the trade-offs, right? There's obviously right. trade-offs in terms of volume and storage. And uh, what are you seeing in this area in particular? Well, it's funny you should ask that. So as I understand it, delivering full visibility across a complex IP infrastructure, not, not an easy task. And, and the amount of network data is growing exponentially. So, you know, you've got those two working against each other. So it's a challenge to pinpoint what the actual problem is whenever there needs to be some network analysis involved. And the network teams, you know, pulling their hair out, trying to find a quick and easy way to troubleshoot a problem. So they're using, you know, NetFlow or metadata methods instead of full packet capture to kind of get the job done. And, that, and, and that's okay. In, these methods can be effective, you know, in, in you know, some solutions, in some situations, okay? But at the, at the end of the day, you know, problems, some problems can only be solved, you know, by deep packet inspection uh, and, you know, full yeah. capture packet data. No, absolutely. Tim, your insights have been incredible. One of the things I always like to ask our guests is be a, a little bit of a cybersecurity forecaster for us. So what's one thing you recommend to our listeners that they really start thinking about or look out for over the next six to 18 months as, as this ever-shifting battle for cybersecurity continues? Well, as I look into my crystal ball, <laughs> yes. Uh, the one thing I believe they should be thinking about is, you know, how they can continuously capture packet data in your environment. And um, maybe you take, you know, subsections or segments of your network and, and you do that, you know, put that on your e-commerce system initially or whatever. But, uh, you know, they, they need to consider that, put it in your budget, you know, figure out how they can do it. And, and what's telling is that we recently did an IT brand uh, whole survey uh, of IT pros and less than 20% were recording full packet data continuously. Uh, whereas 65% of the IT shops that were recording full packet data found it very useful to critical to their operations. So let's not be the next headline, okay? <laughs> uh, and, and capture packets continuously, I think it's the, it's the message. No, Tim, your insights have been just tremendous and, and thank you for sharing your your knowledge and expertise and the data you found. Uh, we'd ask our listeners to tune in next time for another edition of the Endace Packet Forensic Files. For more information about Endace's network packet capture platform and our integrations with our fusion technology partners, please go to endace.com. Tim, again, thanks for taking a little bit of time with us. Thanks for joining and have a great rest of your day. Thank you. My pleasure. Have a great day.